Hey everybody, welcome to Moms on the Rise Now podcast with me, Cassie Burgos. This is episode six, and for today's episode, I am going to have my husband, Bobby, as our guest speaker. Um, we'll have Bobby tell us a little bit about himself. So, tell us the best parts of yourself, like how old you were when you got married, your favorite thing about your wife i think you already have the answers to all that um i was 22 when i got married not even by force i happily got married oh you mean we weren't pregnant we weren't pregnant and i you didn't make me i wanted to so that's a that's always a, a good thing i love that um we we have three children i think most people know that that have listened to these yeah they know that um I work in as a territory manager in semi truck sales, which is an odd career, but it's a a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one for our family. It's always been it's been probably one of our biggest blessings as a family. Yeah. That's for sure. I agree. Um and yeah, I'm I'm me. Who's I, you? I'm Bobby. And your husband. All right. And you're great. I guess I'm going to have to question you a little bit more to get some answers out of you. Well, you know, that's usually <laughs> that's usually how it works, right? Yeah. So ask away. So I think a lot of what I've talked about on the podcast mostly has to do with, you know, our, our experience with postpartum depression. I haven't really gotten into the marriage much. Bobby might not know this. He might need to actually listen to the podcast episodes to know what I'm talking about. Have you had a chance to listen in, honey? <laughs> in my defense, they weren't on <laughs> Apple, and I use Apple. You know. oh, what? You're the one that set it up. I know, but they were <laughs> they weren't available for a while. Oh, you know what oh, I mean? You were okay. only on Spotify. And so how many days they've been available now? <clears throat> Maybe like one. <laughs> <laughs> All my girlfriends listened already. Well, but it's 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 a different you know it's a different topic you know mm. it's not it's okay. not necessarily my. Uh, I mean, let's not get ahead of it. I've been a hundred percent supportive of, oh, yeah. of the yeah. whole thing. I just, I think it's just a little different of a, a genre, you know. Maybe you already know everything. And well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's kind of it too. You know, like I, I, I briefly got to hear, you know, I think your first and second one, mm-hmm. some of the pl- playback to you. that. And I think, I, I think a lot of that stuff is what I already know, uh, which is, you know, it's a beautiful story for people to hear. You know, that can relate to it and, and adjust to it. I think it's for me personally, it's my life <laughs> you know so <laughs> You're so so it's day. kind of uh it's not necessarily something i don't know you know is there anything you don't know about me you think no not at this point <laughs> no <laughs> i know for, i know all the good all the bad all right let's talk about let's talk about when we met what was going on in your life when we met what was your first impression of me i i was a mess when we met mm-hmm. as you know Yep. Um, I had obviously I had Gabe, yeah, our son, already, and that was a a big challenge in my life as a young father. I, you know, having a child that's you know seventeen, eighteen years old, um, and adjusting to what that even means. You know, right. there's a lot of you know, your first instinct might be okay. Well, I'm going to be a dad, but you're you know still a child, so <laughs> you can't really right. be a dad. You know, I had no money, I had no place to live other than my mom's. Um. And so when I met you, I was, you know, I was pretty up against it. I, I you know, if I'm speaking my truth, um, I was probably at one of the worst parts of my life. Um, you know, I, I wasn't working and, and it was actually obviously we met at Starbucks and, mm-hmm. you know, that was my first job uh, outside of graduating high school and obviously having Gabe. Um, it was my first job and I hadn't worked for, oof, I think it was like a year, maybe yeah, a little over a year. Um, so that was my first job kind of getting back on my feet, so to speak. And of course, you know, first day I meet you and, you know, um, I think at the time it was, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of expectations of what Starbucks was even going to happen, you know, what was going to be. I was just looking at it as a, you know, $8 an hour job to, you know, hopefully pay, help my mom pay some rent and stuff like that. Um, but you know, when I met you, I was, uh, it's, it's, it's corny and cheesy, but it's, it's, it's like a starstruck moment. You know, like if you see a celebrity, you kind of have like that, is that who I think it is type of moment, mm-hmm. you know? And it was funny cause obviously I didn't know you and you <laughs> weren't famous. 
Hey. Um, what? Well, you weren't. Well, maybe in your own world. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's one of those moments. It, it's one of those undeniable, you know, Nicholas Sparks books, you know, movie type moments where you see the girl and it's like, wow, what, you know, and people think that doesn't exist. You know, it it, it definitely does. Um, and I think I was able to experience that. Um, yeah, I agree. And then obviously, you know, we... Well, the well first... I mean, I had a boyfriend at the time, <laughs> and I don't think you really cared. Well, no, I mean, you know, it's it's funny because if you if you if you really go through like love stories and romantic comedies or any kind of true love story, if you think about those love stories, the, the girl always has a boyfriend. I know, you know, seriously, if or you... she's like stuck <laughs> in between two guys. Yeah, like she, you know, it's it's like it's on the notebook. Yeah, one it's of our favorite. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, the girl always has a boyfriend and then right. it's it's the one she's supposed to be with forever that mm-hmm. you know she ends up ends up with right so it was my own little uh you know love story little love story yeah yeah but um first impressions was obviously you know you're you're a beautiful woman and it was you, you know at at that point i had obviously you know had a lot of trouble with what i had gone through and and right. i wasn't really necessarily in the mood to fall in love or anything of that nature, but Same. it, but it was, it, it was an undeniable thing. And obviously, you know, we, we hung out once and we you never left. In. Yeah. You moved in. And, you asked your mom to come into your room and asked her if I could move yeah, in. Yeah. Absolute stranger. Yeah. I didn't even know who you were. No. Uh, but you know, I believe that though, you know, I, I believe in, when you know, you know, and, and when things are real and, and it doesn't make things easy. Obviously, we had, especially in the early years, a lot of obstacles, you a know, lot. whether it's obviously for you, you know, co-parenting or us co-parenting or you obviously taking on a, a child that right. wasn't technically yours. Right. 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 Um, which was a beautiful thing for me um, because I definitely needed that at that time. I needed you to kind of come in and tell me all the just like every man you know all the things I was doing wrong I needed to know you know and so um it's it's a it's a very beautiful thing you know um, but yeah that's that's the beginning that was the crash course on the beginning yeah I mean I think that we were both um a mess truly like I think we both had yeah. so many issues and so many problems and well it was crazy that it was it was polar opposite problems too yeah that's what's really weird too. you know and it was nothing was similar about the issues i was right. going through the trauma from the sexual assault and then i haven't touched on this yet but the car accident you know being i was hit by a drunk driver and almost lost my life that's a big traumatic thing for my whole family and so those two like major events was something i was still kind of coping with and dealing with and i also was using you know, partying to kind of drown it out. And you weren't really that kind of person. So I think that was hard. Like I felt like when we met, I had to give up that lifestyle, which was a good thing. Right. But when you're 19, almost 20 years old, it's kind of hard. It's hard to kind of, okay, I'm going to be a stepmom. I didn't even know what that meant. Like I had no idea, even when you told me, and I kind of alluded to this on one of my last podcasts that you were a dad. I had no idea what that meant. Like, no clue. You know what I mean? No, neither did I. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, Gabe was only two. and Oops. He was only two years old. And, I mean, I don't think I just, I just don't think I had any clue what that meant or. Well, I don't think, you know, I think it's a big, big undertaking for anybody, let alone two kids. You know, we were, we were children and we We weren't. You know. Damaged. We were very Yeah. Well, we had, I think, you know, obviously you have your childhood. I had mine. I think we grew up in the same area. We kind of grew up in, in a different way, but we right. went through our own battles of that. Right. Um, but you did great. I mean, I, you know, when we finally got it all figured out, it was, it worked. you know, it worked tremendously. Yeah. You know, it did. Um, so, and I, I know Gabe will always be eternally grateful. You know, I, he, he tells me all the time, you know, you saved his life, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, that's Don't a, make me cry. that's a beautiful thing to hear, you, you, yeah. you know, as a father who, you know, I brought, you know, uh, no mistake about it. I brought a lot of baggage into a relationship and then, you know, put that into a marriage and, and, right. and, and what that takes um, from the other person. You know, I don't know if I would have been able to be strong enough to say, you know, yeah, sure, Cassie, I'll raise your kid or help right. you raise your kid. You know, that's a big 
a big a big difference um it's a big it's a big undertaking so yeah i think it was a you know i see it gabe sees it and appreciates it right and it's a beautiful beautiful thing we've built um up to this point and that was always our goal yeah we were gonna sacrifice and we did (laughs) yeah and work hard and do anything to make sure that gabe was you know my son just as if he was blood and we really made that happen for our family. You know, we're a real true family. It's not something that I look at and think of as a blended family. I really just think of us as this is my family dynamic and this is what it is. And it is a blessing, but you know, it was hard work. Oh yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no, (laughs) no point of it. That was like, wow, that was super easy. You know, like there's every inch of it. And And even, even to this point now where, you know, he's going to be 13 and right. I mean, well, if whoever's listening to this knows what a 13-year-old is, especially right. a 13-year-old boy, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's just a nightmare. So. Right. And I'm like, we're only 30. <laughs> like, I don't even feel, I tell people all the time, I just want to be a child. Like, I, yeah. I have, yeah. you know, I don't want to grow up and have to raise a teenager. I battle with that because I don't even know. Well, it's hard when, <sighs> you know, even at our age, I mean, we've we've figured out a lot i mean we've you know we figured out careers we figured out how to parent we figured out how to survive we figured out how to succeed right like we've figured out a lot but you know even you know i'll speak for mainly maybe myself obviously i know your 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 history and your battle to this day of what you're trying to do but you know i'm still trying to find myself right you know i'm still right you know i Basically, from the day he was born to now, I mean, I've put everything that would ever have been interest to me on hold to work and be a husband and be a father to obviously not just him, but to the girls as well. Right. And, um, you know, I think we both have. I think it's, you know, we've, we've put a lot of that. So it's kind of weird going into, you know, I turned 30 last year, which was kind of a, a weird year being, you know, with all COVID. the stuff going on. Right. I didn't really turn 30. I, didn't, I just I didn't really feel it. Um but, you know, coming out, coming close here in the next month, you know, going to 31, it's kind of like, wow, I really want to, like, find, you know, myself and you right. find yourself and, like, what we enjoy. But it's a trip to think Gabe's at that same spot at a 13, you know, trying to find himself. Yeah. And, yes. Um, I literally just talked about this and recorded a podcast, oh, that's funny. a different podcast today exactly about yeah. this, where it's like he's pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits and trying to figure out who he is and as adults, I think we're always kind of at that place too, because we're always changing and evolving right. and growing. Well, and I just feel like, you know, I, you know, your childhood was a little different than mine, but I feel like I got a little robbed of that, of being able to find myself at that his age. Right. You right. know, at his yeah. age, you know, we were, we were, you know, my You're mom. For yeah, my mom was, you know, the best mom ever. You know, obviously, you, you know, well, people don't know I didn't, I didn't grow up with a father. Um, and so my mom did her absolute best and Definitely. it was, was great for all five of us. You know, there's five kids on her own. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I really felt like I, you know, had to grow up fast. It was, you know, especially where right. we come from. It's not, you know, it's not like a, a place where you get to be a kid, California. right? Like you don't get to be an innocent 13-year-old no. or 14-year-old. No, you, know, you don't it's, stand a chance. You know, we're worried about all kinds of crazy stuff. And so right. I'm, I'm hoping for Gabe, you know, at least I can coach him on that and be that father for him like hey dude like now's the time right to truly find yourself and obviously that'll change as he gets older but um you know but you know that'll be that'll be a good point for him to find well he stands a chance you know a better chance than you did because he has a father who's present and willing and able and wanting to be there for him and that's the biggest difference you know that's always been a crazy um notion for me when i was younger my dad obviously wasn't around and there was really no real father figures. And I used right. to always tell everybody, well, when I have kids, I'm going to be this, you know, this great father and I'm going to be there for them and, right. and do all the things, right? Like you, you hold so much anger inside when right. you're young, you're like, you know, I'm going to do so better. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, but then when the moment comes, it's a really, at least from a male perspective, right. um, on my side, it was, it's like, oh no, like, there's kids relying on me like there's you know like you 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 know you can't like you, you know you want them to sh- you want to show them especially my daughters to show them a man be um loving and caring and, right. and and vulnerable even you know and and um that's not how I grew up you know we grew up you know you're as hard as a rock and you keep your emotions to nothing and right you know don't have emotions right and uh, and so 
having especially having little girls it's been like cracked you right open well amelia <laughs> did it right amelia was the start she yeah. she really um changed my life you know we talk about the beginning i know this question kind of started with you know how the beginning, the of, beginning of it and you know when we got married we got married at 22 um i still really didn't have much of an idea of what i was gonna do and right um the beautiful thing about Gabe's story was when he was about, you know, I was nowhere near close to graduating high school even. Um, and, you know, when I got the news, obviously what I got, it was kind of like, oh, no, I I really have to kind of turn my life around. Because you had a baby um, on the way. And like, right. you know, I can't be a high school dropout or, you know, never graduate. You know, right. that's kind of how I felt. Um, and then it was it was it was kind of crazy because that kind of carried me, you know, to an extent of where I needed to be, you know, I had to go find a job and, yeah, and do all that. It motivated you. Um, and then when Amelia came, it was like a whole new level because now we're, you know, we have two kids and we're we're basically jumping headfirst into adulthood. Um, you know, we didn't <laughs> we didn't go do the party scene and no. you know hang you know care for live carefree for a while like we should right. probably should have. But uh, but Amelia was a was was a crazy thing too because that just. I guess that was that moment, right? When I said, oh, no, I, I got to be a father. Now. I got to be what I said I was going to be all those years ago. Right. Um, no excuses, basically. Right. And it was like, okay. And, you know, and then, you know, my story of grinding and working jobs. I didn't want to work and yep. um, bouncing around trying to find the best opportunity. How about that warehouse job, though? Yeah. Yeah. That was a trip. What happened at that job? <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Uh, well, I, you know that's that's a funny story. <laughs> you know, Bobby doesn't cry very often. He uh, might have shed a few tears. At well, that I job. just remember, you know, that was a hard. That time. was a hard time, yeah, because we were really grinding in it, and yeah, um, we were. And I knew, I knew the job, you know, the job I had now, I have now. I was obviously doing that part time, right? And then obviously doing the warehouse part-time so you were gone, or full-time. Like, all day long. And so Amelia was only two years old. You know, she was. No, I think she was younger, wasn't she? She was about. She was, how old was Amelia? What apartment were we at? We were at Sand Creek at that okay, point. Okay, so she must have been. She was about two, two or three. Yeah, no, she was two like two. Because, she was two. Yeah, yeah, she was two. Um, I just remember being in that freezer. So you know, backstory: I worked in a warehouse and I had to work in a minus thirty like, what? freezer. Five worked... or six weeks and then snapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing both jobs, you know, and that's not really ideal, especially polar opposite jobs. You know, I was going right. in the morning being a truck salesman. Right. And, you know, you're being one way and then it's like you change your clothes. It's almost like a, a totally different person. You had to go work and, you know, you had to put this huge jumpsuit on, you know, work in a freezer. And uh, I'll never forget. I'll, I'll actually it's funny you bring that up because I haven't thought about that in a long time. Um, just being in that freezer, stacking all these these boxes of, you know, hamburgers for Jack in the Box and <laughs> tacos and all this crazy stuff. And uh, I just remember feeling like. Holy smokes! I miss my daughter. I miss my wife. I miss being home, and you know, like I don't have a lot of emotional moments of my life. Like I'm pretty flat to the point, kind of basic right. person. That was a moment, and that was for a you. that was a very big moment because I I remember being there, um, and it's hard too because you know with Gabe I had really kind of adjusted to the week off and week on and and and, right. and what that was, you know, so. Right. Amelia, I was full time every day, every you know, every single thing. So, yeah, I I, I broke down. I I couldn't I couldn't wait to get to my lunch. As soon as I got to my lunch, I mean, you know, I went to my car. I called you. Right. Just started but you bawling. Were gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that time. Yeah, you cried. Yeah, I bawled my eyes out. Cried. And I didn't even know why. That was the that was kind but of the you crazy were thing. Gone. I think that you started so the job you're at now. So you would start at eight, eight in the morning to work to twelve, and started the other job at one and work until. You wouldn't get home till like eleven. Well, and some nights it would be even twelve, twelve thirty. It yeah. was it was and if so it goes longer. Actually, yeah. we weren't really seeing each other. Well, no, because I go home, I'd sleep, and then you know. And you know that um, that didn't help our marriage at all. No, I think we no. learned that about ourselves. Is that. You can only sacrifice so much, but something's going to give. Like, the marriage kind of always got put on the back burner, I feel like. Because we always felt like we were so solid that giving attention to the marriage was always something that we could figure out later on. Because we were good. Well, the, the, You know what I mean? Yeah, the notion of, you know, love can always be the the main motivator you know we used as much of that as we could right oh, yeah. because it was for sure and and you know i don't know if there's a 
a better way to do it, right? So, you know, depending on who you ask or who you talk to, everybody's right. kind of got a different thing. But we really put our foot in the ground and said, look, we we love the hell out of each other. And I think we both kind of knew where the grind was going to take us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we were prepared for it because we knew, hey, at the end of it, we could still be standing and, yeah. you know, be in, in just as much in love as we were in the beginning. Right. Um, and love carried you there. So it's hard because you'll hear a lot of people talk about, well, love isn't, you know, the only thing that can make something last. But love was all we had. But it's funny Seriously. because, well, it's funny because love can still be the glue that keeps you together, though. You yeah. know, and I, I don't yeah. think a lot of people think of it enough in those terms. I think it's people think that the love drifts, which, you know, it does. You, you don't stay goo goo eyed and, and, you know, you don't stay there because life will, you know, tears you apart. It does. Um sure. But love can still be your glue. And and then, you know, to the point, you know, fast forward, here we are now, you know, almost nine years into it. Um, it's it, The glue stayed there long enough for us to now say, OK, well, we can work on this. And, and now we can find the kids are older. We don't grind. We're still grinding, but we don't have to. You know, we live comfortable. We don't have right. to sit there and wonder what we're going to do next. Right. And Definitely. so love being that glue allowed us to now sit there and say, Hey, what can we work on? You know, what can we improve, improve and, and yeah. for each other and say, hey, you know, you know, communication, which I know we haven't always been the best with because life is just what took us to where it did. Right. Um, but that's that's the beautiful thing about the glue of love of, you know, keeping you together, you know. Yeah, I definitely think it was that. And we always had a really strong loyalty to each other and a lot of trust in our relationship. And I think that. That's always been key for me. Like, I've always known I can trust you. Right. And I never had that before with probably any human being in the world except for you. And so for me, that's always been big. But I look back and think about all the sacrifices we made. And I feel like it could really tear people apart. Like, it could really tear a marriage apart and destroy it. And sometimes I don't understand how we've even gotten here. Because we have struggled and struggled and fucking struggled. Yeah, yeah it's it's um, you know, I, obviously we knew going in. I think everybody should know if you if you're young and you're listening and you don't know what marriage does or you know what long time relationships will do. You know, it it you start to lose your why. You know, you start to lose. I think we both kind of got to that point where what what are we doing all of this for why yeah. why are we yeah why are we going down these paths when they're not really leading us anywhere um you know people lose the why you, you know and you have to really you have to really get back to that in order to survive it and and that's the difference you know you either do it or you don't and yeah you know and there's so many different ways like you know it's very generic for me to say, okay, do it my way and it would work. Cause I don't know if it would. And I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you as a, you know, I'm no expert on, right. <laughs> on anything. <laughs> I just, I know that it was able to kind of work and here we are now trying to fix the things that maybe we broke along the way. But, yeah. um, you know, I think that still is a very big component though, is, is getting back to the why, you know, if you're, you're listening to this at this moment and you're wondering where my why went with my husband or with my wife, you know, find that and, and, and explore that because what happens, you know, we, when we got together, we knew our why it was, it was undeniable. It was love. It was passion. It was attraction. It was, you know, one of the, you know, strongest things that attracted me to you was your mind and what you thought and how you saw the world and, and, and wanting to achieve. And mind you, I come from a, a, a situation of life where, you know, we don't, we don't achieve past much, right? We, you know, we get, you know, a good job maybe, or hopefully, and you live check to check and you try to survive. Um, I didn't have dreams, you know, growing up, Yeah. you know, the only dream I ever had was being a professional baseball player, you know, (laughs) and you know, that's not a, you know, a realistic, you know, thing to bank on, especially when you're, you know, me, (laughs) I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't the best. Um, but you, you know, you go back and that's, you know, for me, that was my why, you know, that was, that was what it did. You, you, and especially your father, you know, that, they, you guys changed my entire mentality, my the way I thought, the way I saw things. 
um, never settling for less than what I knew my family deserved. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what keeps me going even now. You know, the job, you know, you, you know my struggle. It's stress. It's it's high stress. It's, it's sales. Sales. Yeah. It's commission only, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's And so, and, you know, you have to find, you know, what people want to believe, you know, you can make all the money in the world, but that'll never be the the motivating thing that keeps you sane, right? But there was a point where you thought that it would. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. I think most men would. You make enough money, you'll be like, wow, this is all I need right here. You know, you think, shoot, if I can make this every day, then (laughs) I'm living on the world, you know? Um, That was a, that was, you know, kind of shifting gears on that. That's a a real hard life lesson to learn. Oh, yeah. You know, is, is um, the more you make, all it really gets you is more problems and more expectation. You know, there's, there's a lot of expectation to that. Um, and I think even in our marriage, it became an expectation and that's what really was, was, was a really hard thing. It's, it's, you know, obviously I don't talk a lot about my, my personal finances or stuff, but it's like, you know, if I only make two grand a month then it's like, you know, well, you kind of failed, you know, and it gets you to a point where it's like, oh shoot, I need to be hitting for these big months, you know? And, and then that becomes an added stress, you know? Um, the pressure and it's just pressure yeah yeah and then it's obviously then you come home and you got to be a good dad you got to be a good husband you got to be I mean it's just you know any man listening to this at this point if you've been in it long enough you know exactly what I'm saying as far as where it takes and women have it too it's not just I'm not here to say men are the only ones but I think that we've lost the man's perspective it's almost like screw the men you know women just they hate men and men have a horrible reputation and i agree there's some really shitty dirtbag men out there but there's also a lot of men like you and i think that there's no credit given anymore and nobody's talking about men's mental health or the stress of providing for an entire family it's just not talked about you're just weak and toughen up and and figure it out but women are expected to be like catered to and waited on hand and foot and if they well, have it's a, a shift, you know, problem, and, and it's addressed. Right. Well, and well, but you got to understand this. Even the women talking about mental health is, is not necessarily a newer idea, but it's a pretty new idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. even women, women held that in for a long time. They did. Um, you, you know, even be, you know, especially being where I'm at now, thinking back and watching what my mom went through. My mom never addressed any of that. Right. You know, and I know she had to, I mean, five kids by herself. You had know, to struggle. she's got to have, you know, some, some stuff going on. That's she really show weakness, man. Never did. That's no, never did. Even to this day, her. even to this day, she yeah. never will, you know, and, and I, and I, and I've always loved her for that, yeah, but I also know that that's not healthy. Right. You know, some of that is, you know, going into even my own battle, you know, that's how I live too. You know, right. I'm unfazed. I'm untouchable. You know, I, I don't think twice about nothing. I just do it. I, I'm unbreakable, you know, and, and then, and then you get broke, you know, and then that's, and that's kind of <laughs> where, break into pieces. yeah. And then, you know, so it's, it's hard, but I think, yeah, men is especially in, in the mental health side of it, you know, there's not enough men out there, you know, seeking the help that they need because you're kind of supposed to conform to this way of the world of, you know, we don't need therapy or we don't need help. You know, we got it. We got it. And it doesn't even matter what level of life you're on, whether you're, you know, a young man, you know, maybe just starting out in life or my age or in your forties or fifties, you know, that, that mentality is, is sticks for a very, for a very long time. It does. And, um, you know, you, I was pretty sure I was going to stick in that. For the rest of my life. Shit, me too. I was kind of scared. Yeah, you know, and then obviously, you know, what we went through with COVID and, and, and that opened up a lot of different things for me. So Yeah, it did. But yeah. What's the what's one of the hardest things that we've experienced in our marriage, you think? Um, just specifically in the marriage, not the parenting, not the, not the money stuff or the, you know, sacrifices us, our marriage. What do you think is one of the hardest things? I, I would say, and this is actually something I think I came across recently. This isn't even, um, a thought that I would have had two years, one year, six months ago. You know, this was a recent thought. Um, I kind of feel like we've never been 
100% genuine in who we want it to be in the marriage. Yeah. Right? I, I, I think... Like embracing our yeah. individuality, like right. who we are. Yeah. I think I wanted to be a certain way for you, and I mm-hmm. think you wanted to be a certain way for me in order to... And obviously this is outside of love and right. attraction. I mean, this is different. I mean, just in general, right? And I wanted to change everything about me to be better for you. Right. Right. Because I didn't feel good enough when I met you. Right. And obviously we have our history in the beginning of our relationship of why that kind of came about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I didn't feel adequate to Cassie. Right. And, and so I wanted to change it and I wanted to be. And, and don't get me wrong. There's some parts of that that were great changes. Right. My work ethic, my mental, you know, thoughtfulness of of what's going on and how to care for people. I mean, you opened up a lot of that for me. So it's not like it's all bad. Right. Right. But I think what happens is along the way, I forgot who I was, you know, going back to even the beginning of this conversation, talking about finding who we are and finding, you know, what we like and what we're going to enjoy and enjoying those things in life, you know, um, but I think we both kind of did that and it was kind of hard. I think you kind of took on the 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 mother role for Gabe and I think you kind of conformed to that when it wasn't necessarily your your best feeling or you know towards that situation. Right. Um, yeah, it was really hard. And it was a great I mean don't get me wrong like I said it, it's, it's cha- it changed both of our lives and it was the greatest thing that's probably ever happened to either one of us. Right. Um but then it's kind of hard because that becomes kind of your identity, right? And and it becomes, oh, yeah. you know, 100%. your every what, your that, everyday life. Mattered. Yeah, and and I think that's great to a degree, but then it's are we really living what we want to live? And I'm not saying that in the way like, oh, you're going to turn around and say, "Well, I don't I don't want to be his mom anymore." You know, <laughs> right. I, it's not that's not what I mean. I just think that you get caught up in those identities and we all do it, right? Oh, yeah. You know, it sure. it doesn't matter, you know, even even with you know, the kids that we had together, Amelia and Adeline, you become that still. I'm just the mother. I'm just the, you know. Right. And um, the one thing I've always admired about you and the beautiful thing, you've always tried whatever. You know, it was one day you were a photographer. The next day you were an accountant. And then the next day you were a police guy or policeman and <laughs> policewoman. And, then, you know, it's always been something, right? And yeah. so, um, but I've always admired that because I'm not, I'm a calculated risk taker. So I, you know, you know this. It's, right. it, everything I do is thought out for months, right? Yeah. And then, okay, now you I can... You can't even purchase yeah. damn, like, you know, headphones yeah. without researching. Right, like, no, 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 I'm going to wait, and, 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 you know, and... I couldn't be any more opposite than that. Yeah, and so, um, but I think you, your identity became that, right? It became mom, it became wife. And if I'm being completely honest, like, I didn't want that. Like, my right. dreams, and I know that's been hurtful to you, but it helps explain things. Like, my dreams in life... I never wanted to get married or have and have children ever. No, I can understand that. And you want and you wanted that though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I think I flow very well in the family dynamic. Yeah. You, you know, because definitely. it was what I always, you know, I was fueled by my father not being around. You know, I was fueled by even not having the best relationship with my mother because you know she had so much on her plate. Right. I was fueled by all these things to be the best I could be yeah, as a parent. So definitely. I I'm comfortable in it. Um, now it's about finding myself in what, you know, can fill me with joy, you know, outside of just you, the, the kids and the family dynamic, you know, um, as an individual, but to go back to your, you know, your question, it's when people do that, again, it goes right back to you lose why you got to where you got to in the first place. Yeah. Right. You lose, you lose your why. You know, and that's what we did. You know, we got to a challenging, very, a very challenging place because for one, we weren't communicating. We weren't communicating the truth. Yeah. You, well, especially, and that's, you know, if there's anything that anybody could, if I could give any advice to any, any person is, especially for a man, because men do it more than women because women are emotional creatures. So they love to tell you exactly what they feel, (laughs) right? They're going to tell you. They don't hold back. Yeah, if you're if you're being one way, they're gonna tell you, right? Men are different. Men will they'll suck it up because they don't really feel like they have a, a win. You know, they're gonna be able to win the fight, right? They're not gonna be able to get their point across. And that's been, you know, one of the most frustrating things about marriage for me is ne- is men are so bad with emotions, especially myself, 
that when we have something frustrating happen, everything just comes out like a big old roar, right? Everything comes out. That's the truth. Right. It comes out like I'm, you know, and you're not even as a man, you're not even saying what you're actually mad about because it, it, you don't know how to even, you know, say the thing that's bothering you because you're so emotionally screwed up because again men you know men don't talk about nothing they don't right you know they don't talk about feelings nothing so when you have them you don't even know what to do you know that was my experience you know when we went through um you know probably the hardest thing we've ever gone through um you know in what 2019 uh you know i got to a place where i was overwhelmed i was i was completely freaked out with the you know at that time i was the only income i was doing a lot of the the house stuff, whether it's cooking kids at night, you know, I wasn't, I was emptying my cup and I wasn't getting my cup filled. Right. right. And so, um, you have so many frustrations and it was never, you know, it was never like, Oh, I'm so upset with you, Cassie. Cause I, cause it just, cause it's you, you know, it, it it's more along the lines of, I don't know why I'm so hurt and upset. And I don't know how to tell you that I don't know that why I'm hurt and upset. So I'm just going to yell or I'm right. just going to be frustrated right. or I'm going to be, you know, an a-hole and, and, and treat you a certain way because I don't know how to deal with my own emotions. And see, men won't won't admit that. Right. It, it, I guarantee if there's a woman listening to this and you send send, send the, that clip to your husband and say, <laughs> is this true? He'll be like, no, of course it's not true. You know, I'm, I'm a tough guy and I don't need emotions. Right. right. And I was the same way. And I still kind of am, you know, I'm still a pretty hard, You're hard, on it. you know, but I'm working on it now because I know the benefit that it has for, for you and I, right. It's, right. it's, if I can be vulnerable with you, then you can learn how to fill my cup, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a, that's a very big thing to, to have as a man and, right. and men don't, you know, men don't always see that because they're clouded by the perception of what a man's supposed to be. So right. it's a it's a it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing. It's not easy on either end for men or women. But men are are challenging creatures themselves. You know, they're they're bricks and, you know, cement blocks and they don't just break. You know, you have to chisel at them. Well, and that's what's so frustrating. Yeah, it's 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 so frustrating because when you we really went through it and uh, in 2019, like you said, and I was never so confused in our whole marriage, like we've been through a lot of stuff, but I-, I had no idea what was going on with you. You just weren't yourself and you had bottled up so much stuff for so long. I think for one, you just didn't want to fight and argue with me. So you didn't want to really express how you felt about things. And honestly, we just didn't have a lot of energy. We were just exhausted. We were overly exhausted for so long from everything we went through. And I think you just snapped. And instead of just saying how you felt, like you said, I don't think you even had the words to express the emotions you were feeling because I don't think you really understood it either. Yeah, I, I had no idea what it was. I just know that when it hit me, um, you know, we at that time we were very heavy into the church and, and we were very involved in the church. Yeah. Um, we you know, I know we've kind of stepped away from church, not so much our faith, but just church and kind of in general. Leadership, really. Leadership, yeah, yeah. it was probably a better way to say that but um i i knew then that i was going to go down a hole I, I i remember praying a lot back then of why i was feeling a certain way and i was overwhelmed with a lot of sadness and a lot of just 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 pain you know mentally and i didn't know how to deal with it cuz i didn't know i didn't have any tools to deal with it right um and god told me you know in one of my prayers i mean i'll never forget this i told you the story recently you know he basically told me like, you're going to go down this, this dark tunnel and, um, it, you're, you're headed there. You're going to go down it and it's going to suck. Um, and basically let's see how you do it. You know, let's see what happens. And, um, Boy, did you mess some shit up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was rough, you know, because it, you know, you don't really know as a man, you know, I, I can't speak for women cause I don't have that, that background obviously. Right. But you just don't know what's going on. I think there's a lot of men out there that probably are dealing with the same thing. You're stressed. You're working. You're you're trying to maintain relationships with your your kids and your wife and your, you know, even some friends if you got them. See, that was another problem. I never had any outlets. I never had any friends. I didn't get along really with anybody. Um, I met some good people along the way. You know, obviously like uh, uh, Juan and and um, I can't think of his name. Marty. Marty. There you go. Sorry, Marty. 
you listen to this, sorry. But like I met some really, you know, Shannon, I met some good people yeah. um, along the way. And I just kind of, you, you know, I had to kind of back off because I wasn't, I wasn't being a good friend either, you know, to them. Right. And they deserved, you know, good, they were good guys. Those, those three guys are very good guys, yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and I, and I, and I, I guess it's just, you know, you, you get to a point where you're just so lost and that's basically the be- the best way to put it. You know, you're, you're extremely confused and lost. And then the only thing you really know how to do as a man is, you know, like King Kong, get on top of the Eiffel Tower or whatever the, the whatever that freaking tower was he got on and beat your chest and yell. And, you know, and, and, and that's just kind of what it is, right? You just don't know. You don't know how to do it. Well, like literally when you would freak out, it was almost like gibberish coming yeah, out of your exactly. mouth. I would just be like, who is this person? I don't even know. You wouldn't even really yell. You would just kind of like spout something out real quick and I'd be like, um, okay. Well, and the saddest thing about it is, you know, coming out of out of that now at this point, obviously, you know, the COVID situation happened. Right. That changed a lot of my perspective on life us and, and us. And ju- yeah. And, and yeah. what we went through during that time. Yeah, um, we were stuck in bed together for 14 days yeah. and we needed that. It was, it was kind of weird, right? Because it's a, it's a very, you know scary situation just as itself but it was also a therapeutic session you know uh situation and it, it was, was um we needed that yeah and i think you know it took kind of going through that to clear my head to where now you know looking back on the harder times and what it was it's really just you know it's sad because you just look at it and it's basically me looking at you saying i need help yeah, I didn't get that. And it's hard because men don't know how to say that, right? Like we don't get we don't know how to just say to really anyone. What you know, it's funny cuz men can say it to guys, right? Hey man, you want to help me with this? Hey man, I need your help with this. Yeah. But when it comes to those emotions and really there's only one or two people in the world, right, that can really help a man with his emotions and that's his wife and that's a therapist, right? That's the only people, <laughs> you know, cuz no, you know, no matter what your buddy thinks, his advice will always be with an asterisk, right? Because it's yeah. There's if he's not living the situation, or has the medical background of a therapist who's been doing it for a long time and right. understands the brain, right? That buddy is not really gonna save you. No, he's not. You know that buddy is not going to save your marriage. No. Nope. You know, um, and I think I understood that. I think I I started to really understand, like, what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Was I need help? Yeah. And that is such a, a, a crazy thing to even say out loud, let alone put it on a podcast right now. <laughs> right. Because it's 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 insane to think that that's what I needed. I needed help. I needed love. I needed you. Yeah. Right. I needed you. And I didn't and not in the way like, oh, you were never there for me. It's like, no, I'm struggling. I'm I'm. I'm having a hard time, you know, obviously at that around that time, you know, my grandfather died, my stepfather died. It was a lot. And I never, ever said, Cass, I need you. Uh, And I don't know in what way, but I just need you. No, you literally never said that. And and I asked you if you were okay. I asked all the time. Well, of course I was okay, right? That's what that's that's my okay. I just didn't I didn't know what to do with you. And see, you know, the the saddest thing about that, right? And this is how men work, right? To me, that was you not trying to help me. Yeah. Right. That's how it was spun. You know, it was it was spun in my head, right? It was me saying. Well, you don't even care what I go through, right? right? You don't even care that I have struggles. It's all about you and right. what you go through, right? And that and that becomes very resentful. You become very like, this is the Cassie show, and I'm just living in it, yeah, right? And I understand. I can understand that. And and um, I had that mentality for for quite a while. It was it was hard. It was a very hard thing to deal with because there was never a lack of love. You know, there was never a lack of hate or any or not lack of hate but there was never any hate you know there was never any like oh you know it was just so hard to see you tackle your stuff and me kind of always feeling like well you're are you gonna help me tackle my stuff you know you kind of look you're i've I've told you this for a long time all men are 12 year old boys banging on the inside trying to get out that's all it is that's all it is and and any man that tries to tell you that that's not true and they're man they're a manly no it's not they need to be held right (laughs) like they need to be cuddled right it's just what it is, yeah. you know, and, 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 and men can deny it and men can, you know, say whatever they want. But telling you right now, if you're 
if you're doing life the right way, this doesn't apply to, you know, the, the, the shitheads of the world, you know, the men that are, I mean, they are the same, they're the same in the sense that they're 12 year old little boys trying to, right. you know, crawl out of their own skin. But right. But you're not but, talking about irresponsible. But I, yeah, I'm not talking, I'm talking about the men. And treating them right. Like shit. We're not talking about. Them. Right. I'm talking about the men who are grinding in right. it. You know, you're working your butt off. You're you're you got a family. You're trying and to provide deserve that. That's the thing. I don't think wives even like. I never. I had no idea what was going on with you. Right, and that and that and that proves the disconnect that we were kind of at at yeah. that point, right? Because and what's crazy is that I I thought until it all unraveled that we were so connected. Right, right. I thought we were like legit, like we were in it, like we're connected, and I had no idea. Well, if you think about it, we had we had totally separate lives in the yeah. marriage especially right? after we had addy oh yeah that was, was uh yeah like, that, that was uh yeah that was, was the a nail in the coffin for us it was over yeah that was a very you should, God, that's a it. whole nother podcast that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> yeah that's a that was a that was a that was a trip that was a journey right there i don't know how we survived that what trips me out is that neither of us ever left like neither of us said check it out like i'm leaving for three nights or even one Neither of us ever left the house. And I honestly admire that from us so much because I feel like if we would have started that, we would not have survived it. If we would have started, there was a couple times, especially in 2019 when everything kind of started to unravel, there was a couple times where I was like, I'm just going to go stay at my mom's. Like, I'm going to teach him a lesson because yeah. I was so hurt and I was so confused. I didn't know what the problem was. And I'm so glad that we didn't do well, that. Well, I think what we did is we. We duked it out with boundaries, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, we did. That's so, a good and, way to put it. And you have to, you know, people. What people don't realize, and I'm, I'm going again. I'm, I'm no expert. I'm no professional. We're just going based off of our, based experience. on my experience, right? Yeah. Based on what I know and what I do and what I think. My opinion is, people are quick for that exact thing. Well, things are rough, and you know what? You know what we need? We need time apart. We yeah. need. And and maybe if it if the if the relationship is super toxic, then maybe right. that's true, right? I think it's a cop out. Um, I really do. But if if you're just having a hard time because things aren't perfect, which they'll never be, they'll never be right? Ever. You have to set boundaries to your fight, right? You have to set boundaries yeah. to duking out whatever it is that needs to get settled, right? right? And that. And all that comes from, I've never read a book on that. I've never talked to any, that's I mean, that's, that's just experience, right? Marriage. That's just saying, you know, hey, we, and obviously it wasn't handled the best in all situations, but it's, hey, you know, what's going to be, and you know, the saddest thing is we didn't even have that conversation. I think we both just kind of knew. We knew which lines not to cross. Right. That that's what it was going to be. Yeah, hey, we're going to, we're still married. Like we're still here. Right. But but things aren't going well. And we need to just figure those things out. Yeah. And sometimes figuring those things out or having a little bit of a disconnect in being up each other's ass every second, right? Yeah. And and not and not but like you said, you know, we never left. No, we never right? left the home. We, we never... kept the boundary of yeah. what it was supposed to be. Yeah, because once did. you start going there, right? And I think it's men that probably do this more than women, I would assume, you know, they're the ones, well, I'm I'm leaving. Right. Nice storm out. They're going to go drink or they're going to go Some whatever you know, stupid thing to their do. friend's house or whatever. Well, right? you break the trust right there for a woman. She she feels abandoned. Yeah. A woman needs to feel stable. Right. She needs stability from a man. As soon as you start pulling that shit, all the insecurities come out in a woman and it makes her crazy. Well, and I knew like I, I experienced that with our situation where, you know, I was kind of a loose cannon in the sense of I was unpredictable. You know, I was unpredictable and what my next move might be or whatever it yeah, was. It I know was I was weird. It wasn't you, like you, you know, I was drinking a lot and yeah. I was really in it. Right. You know, and, and that's a little bit of my truth there. I was, you know, really bad with it. Um, but it really takes as a man, it really takes a moment, even if you're, you know, this is what happened for me. Right. Even if you're in the thick of it and you're so far in it, whether it's anger, hurt, sadness whatever it is you're so deep in it right you really 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 have to take a brief moment and just look at the situation yeah for what it really is right because see i was doing stuff like bad stuff with you know drinking but i was doing it all at home yeah and, and so for me i felt like 
Well, well, I'm not leaving. I'm right. not. I'm not out at the it. bar all night. You know, right. I know plenty of men, especially in my profession, that they leave for hours. Right. They don't come back until one in the morning. Right. right. Drunk as a skunk. Right. I mean, I I know these people. Right. And I was like, well, I justified it. I'm not doing that. So I'm fine. But then you have to really sit there and see, okay, well, what is it affecting? What is it doing? Oh, man. Right? And I look at my kids, and that was the first one for me because I didn't know how to fix, you know, you and I. I didn't know how to do that at that time. Right. And so, okay, well, who else am I hurting? Because, you know, you don't just hurt one person in this, right? You don't hurt just one person. And it's like, oh, shoot, I got little girls watching me every day. Yep. I got them watching me every day on how I'm treating their mother. And they see me drinking beers and they know, well, daddy just likes his beers. But yeah. then but then they start to see the pattern. Well, then daddy's kind of mean when he drinks those beers, right? right? And then you think about my son. Oh, shoot. He's becoming, he's at that age where he's becoming, all these things are who he's going to be as a man, right? These are things he's going to start to understand and be like, oh, well, my dad was like that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's the, so that, that's where I hit the moment where, I said, man, I'm, I, you know, we have a lot of things to work on and, and a lot of things that we need to figure out, but I can't do it this way. Right. And, and, you know, we kind of had that conversation and you were like, well, you're not drinking anymore. Yeah. And, and every part of me was like, yeah, you're fine. I don't drink. I don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. And luckily, and mind you, again, that's my story, right? That's right. not, I mean, if you got a serious drinking problem and you need help, help go get that. Right. right. Like that's exactly, I never had an addictive personality. I right. was just doing it because I didn't like living in my own head. Right. Yeah, you were just trying to drown out. And, and yeah. And so, you know, that's my story, you right. know, but, but, but the same notion, right. Self reflect on it, especially if you got the kids, especially when you got the wife, you know, shoot, even if you don't got those things, self reflect on what you care about and, yeah. and pull yourself up a little bit and get out of that. I'm not, and I'm, you know, I'm two years removed from that and I'm still not out of it. Right. I mean, I've had, you know, more more breakdowns recently, but I'm doing it with you yeah, instead of against you. Yes, exactly. And that's, you know, that's the that's my only advice to people is 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 do it together, even when it's uncomfortable as hell, because this this whole experience that I'm at now is the most uncomfortable being vulnerable with you, being open, saying, hey, I'm not okay," you know. That's a big, that's a, that's a huge, huge thing, you know? Um, but it's, it's a necessity in order to get things completed. Right. You know? And that's just, that's, that's part of it. You got any heart, heartbreaking questions? No, I'm just taking it all in. I'm, I honestly was just sitting here thinking about how much this could help other men. I, I just don't think there's enough men even talking about these things, you know? Yeah. I mean, trust me, it's not something I would even talk about, you know? know? That's why before we even got on here, I asked you, you know, is there anything off limits to talking about? And you said, nope, I'm an open book now. You know, I'll, I'll talk about. Well, it's kind of funny to think, right? Because, you know, well, you weren't, you, weren't you, you like talk that. about six months ago, even not even four months ago, Gosh, three months ago. Yeah, honestly, you know, I, it's been different ever since we had COVID and. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just like the guys I'm talking about, right. you know, or, I've, you know, I'm shut off. I'm closed off. I'm, you know, all the above. Right. You know. So what steps are you taking now to help those things or what are you doing differently now that's starting to help? Um. Well, so the first step for me, um, so as you know, post COVID, I developed a lot of anxiety um, which was my first experience with anxiety or anything of that nature. Right. Um, and so I didn't know how to do, you know, what to do. And, you know, I didn't know anything really. Um, and something you've told me for years that I've been reluctant to do because I don't believe in it or I didn't believe in it was therapy. And um, so when you had brought it up again during the the end of COVID and we were kind of trying to figure this whole thing out, uh, you know, I, it was almost a weird, it was weird. Cause it was almost like a, a God given moment. It was just kind of like, yep, I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know how. And I was actually the night I picked my therapist, I was in the middle of a full blown panic attack. Yeah. Which was crazy to think now. Um, something I had never experienced. I never experienced panic attacks. I've never experienced anxiety, chest pain. I've never, you know, breathing weird. Like I've never experienced (laughs) these things. 
Um, Teach us your breathing technique. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's always embarrassing. And I, I have to do it. it in public sometimes. It's just so embarrassing. It's okay. I love it. Uh, awesome. But, you know, and so anyway, you know, I have that panic attack that night. And then, right. of course, I pick the guy. And um, I've had five sessions now. Yeah. I think it's already been five. Yeah. I've had five or six. I think I'm six is tomorrow, actually. Um, and it's been great. It's been, um, you know... Everybody's got a different story. So whatever your trauma is or whatever your hurt is, is obviously going to be different. Yeah. Um, but the thing that is the the same is what it does to you um, from a male perspective. I, women, I don't, you know, obviously I don't have those type of emotions and feelings. But from a male perspective, it's, you know, it leads to the same thing. It leads to stuffing problems. It leads to, you know, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. And then that leads to explosion. And um, one of the greatest things I've taken so far from that is understanding your history and where you come from and what exactly has shaped you into the man that you are today. And um, there's so many, in a, literally in two or three sessions, I started to unravel things of, wow, that from my childhood really kind of set the stage and set the tone for exactly who I was going to become. And there's a ton of examples on that. But, um, y- you know, it just shapes you so much, especially childhoods, if you're young enough, you know, to, or, you know, my childhood wasn't really that long ago, right? I'm only 30, right? Right, right. Um, but whatever that struggle was, you know, and, and, and learning those things. And therapy can really help you do that. And and trust me, that you asked me this question four months ago. I'm I'm against it. Oh I'm not God, talking about so this. Against it. I'm not even on this podcast, right? Like I'm not right. I'm no nobody's gonna know, especially that, you know, nobody's gonna know that about me. If I was gonna do that, that's behind <laughs> closed doors and you know, sealed, right? Like right. um and truthfully, I don't even know if I was ready to even talk about that right now. I think just saying it out loud sounds weird for me still. Yeah, it but, honestly trips me out. Yeah, but it's also been a really life-changing thing, you yeah. know, and um, putting it's, – it's a crazy thing, right? Because and then depending on how you who you are as a, as a man or individual um, in general, um, you know, I started that. That kind of got me out of my cloud of, yeah. of, of misery um, you know, another thing that happened uh, during this, these last few weeks was, you know, something I'd never done. I was, I broke down and cried straight to you, you know, in the car that night. Yeah. I'll never forget and, that. um, I'll never forget that feeling of the amount of sadness that I had. And, and I think it stems from all kinds of things, you know, the traumas of, uh, my grandfather being killed and, uh, my stepdad and him passing, um, and just, you know, all the things in, that I've gone through in my life, those are kind of the more recent. Um, it just all came out that night, you know, yeah. and it was weird because I had felt that for so many days and I just, I didn't, uh, I didn't know what it was. You know, Until I, never, I asked, do you remember what I asked you? Oh yeah. Well, that was a trip too. Well, cause I, and I think I just was waiting for that. It is sad because I don't even think I understood I was waiting for that. But you needed like permission to cry. But it was this. almost like, yeah, you just flat out were like, you're just not yourself. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not feeling right. I'm like, I'm just super sad. I just feel so sad. And you just like looked at me and were like, do you need to cry? <laughs> and I mean, I almost instantly broke down. Yeah. I had to wait until we were still walking to the car and I, right. you know, I waited to get in there and I'm like, yeah, I need to cry. You know, like you just, right. it was just a, it's just one of the realest moments I've had in my entire life. And even to that point where, you know, cause obviously, you know, men don't cry, you know, we don't you know, do that. <laughs> right. Um, even to the point where when I was crying to you, I was saying things that I mean, didn't even pertain to the conversation we were even having. It was just so much in there. And I think there's probably men out there that are having that conversation with themselves like, or need to have that conversation with themselves like, what am I carrying? What am I carrying around that oh, affects yeah. all these parts of my life? Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff that you would never even consider. Right. Oh, for me. Around. Yeah. I, for That's me, what's been mind blowing for you, I think, is for, realizing yeah. the things that you've had stuffed down for so long. Yeah, for me, it was, you know, like my, my grandfather, especially like that, him being killed and, and passing, I blew that off because I didn't want to deal with did. it. Right. I said, ah, well, people die. People die every day. Right. You know, and I don't even want to think about it. Right. So let's do the funeral and let's get on with our lives. Right. Like It was like a, a cutthroat thing, you know. Um, 
but therapy's kind of been able to open some of that, you know. And then the beautiful thing about that is it led to okay, well now I got to work on my health cuz I'm a sitter, right? I sit all day at work, I come home and I sit. I got to I got to do something. What am I going to do? And and being a little bit more clear in my mind, it led to okay, now I'm going to walk. Yeah. I'm going to start walking. The kids like scooter rides. Let's walk. It's That's not that hard. Really fun for our family. Yeah. And and then obviously today I did that first, you know, the first workout. Workout. I can't feel my legs, but you know, who needs them? <laughs> um, You're just gonna sit all day at work tomorrow. Yeah, anyway. thank God I sit for a living. Jeez, <laughs> at this point, that I'm so hurting right now. Um, but yeah, and then obviously with me and you, it was able to allow me to communicate with you in a way we've never communicated in our life. Yeah, that's the thing that is the best part about it, right? It, it allows you to communicate with your spouse in a way that I guarantee you've never communicated before. Yeah. And I'm not talking about when you first meet and it's all, oh my God, I love you, baby. And it's it's all, you know, I'm just (laughs) so in love, right, and fresh. I'm talking about here you are now, five to 10 years, 15 years, whatever old you are, 20 years into marriage, whatever you're in, and you've never, I guarantee it, you're a tough guy and you just, you know, you keep it all in, go to therapy. And you'll have the first, I say go to two sessions. And find somebody good and comfortable, whatever it takes, however many sessions to get there. Have those real conversations, and you'll have the realest conversation with your wife you'll ever have. Yeah. And, you know, that we had some pretty even pretty real conversations even before that going through COVID because we were kind of in this, like, weird phase of, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, Should we write the will? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so scary. But, you know, it it was after my first session where or my first couple of sessions where it was really – like, hey, I gotta, I gotta call my wife and I gotta tell her this. Yeah. Hey, this is th- check this out. I dug this up, and I love that. Yeah. And 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 for the men out there, you know, you'll never, you'll never see a bigger smile on your wife's face when you got problems. <laughs> you know, oh my you know, God, you'll so never, good. you'll never, you'll never see how much know. they. And it's not <laughs> even like they're well, maybe they are a little sadistic in it, but it's it's just that they they they're like, oh my God. We have something to talk about. We have something to cry about to cry together. about together, or or, or, or <laughs> hey, we're going to be emotional in this, right? Because if you think about, I women mean, love it. you know, for for my experience, right? Women do that, and men just shake their head and say, "Oh, okay, right. honey, I'm we sorry." Love right? Together and crying and talking right? about emotions. But you do it the opposite way, yeah. And it's like, That's a good point. It's 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 a crazy thing. Women just think it's you know, well, you anyway. I don't know women. Oh, maybe all not all women. I don't know, but. You know, it's it's a funny thing. It's if you do it, you know, and you're able to connect there. Um, I think and, men probably think they're going to get rejected by their wives, and it's completely opposite. I think that. Well, no, that I can relate to that because I knew, you know, going. I mean, what I'm coming into now was a lot different than what I've been into previously. Right. But there was never that amount of trust there to be able to be vulnerable. You know, for me, it was like, no, nope, I mean, that's a good point. I'm always, yeah. I'm tough guy. I'm, you know, I'm where I'm at, and. Nothing that I say right now is going to be as bad as yours or going to be up to par with yours. So it doesn't matter, right? That's how men yeah. feel, right? It's, well, women have the worst problem, you know, and, I, and every situation is different. This isn't going to relate to everybody, but, um, y- you know, it's been a, it's been a true blessing for me to get a lot of this just off my chest, you know? Yeah. There's, there's a big, a big, uh, burden that comes with carrying all that. You know, and and um, sometimes, you know, it's not always stuff that people want to hear. You know, like I did. You know, I've said stuff to you that I'm sure you know you didn't want to hear, but it was what you needed to hear, and 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 you were able to take it as what it should. It's not hate or resentment. It's hey, I'm struggling, and and here's what I think I need from you, right? right. Because men don't. I, I mean, you. You can tell me honestly, when have I ever done that outside of the last couple of months? Never. Right? Never. I've never said, hey, Cass, you know, I need never this. Never showed any weakness either. Like, Well, we're trained to do that, right? And it doesn't matter what background you have. Men are trained to do that. Yeah. Right? Well, um, it's like it comes natural. Right. We're, we're, we're natural like in it. Just like being emotional wrecks comes totally natural for women. It's just like yeah. kind of how we are. We're emotional yeah. and talk about our feelings and we love that. Men are completely the opposite. Yeah. Wow, that was a lot. We did a lot. We talked about a lot. That was a lot. I think it's good. I think it's good for uh, women to hear this and kind of have some hope that 
their men can actually get help. Cause that was my hope for you for so many years. I just prayed that you would do therapy cause I knew it wasn't something that I was going to be able to relate to or fix or truly understand. It's, it's really different too. I think that all men need a male therapist and women need a female therapist. Right. I mean, you wouldn't get the th same things you're getting right now from a woman therapist. It's just not the same. It has to be a man. Yeah, that's a hard one, though, because I know when we were going into it, I thought I was going to choose a woman. Yeah. Remember that? <clears throat> because for me, I've all, and I grew up with obviously my mom, my grandmother, sisters. You know, I had Chewy that he was the only brother I you know, had really around. Right. Um, so it was all women. So like I've always been more comfortable talking to women in, right. in a sense. Right. Um. And my thing is, is, is men, when they think about it, they'll probably think, well, the last thing I want to hear is another man tell me how to be emotional. Like, like it's hard. Like, yeah, it's an I ego would, thing, I think, too. Right. Like, I would rather hear of a woman because it is expected from a woman to tell me to be more emotional, right? Or to tell me right. that I need to open up. Right. You don't want to hear it from another dude, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if the guy, you know, this guy's 70 years old, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to hear from you, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think from a, you know, if I'm, if I'm talking now, maybe directly to the women listening to that is see where you can truly understand your husband, you know, and what, whatever he is, whatever makes him tick. Yeah. And if he's willing to do, you know, even if it's not therapy, you know, do some kind of self-help, whether it's, you know, just like we did, you know, conversations while walking or you know, exercise and you'll be surprised on how some of that will open, open up and, you know, become different in how you converse, you know, converse. Right. It's or just pray you guys get COVID <laughs> together. Don't pray for that. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that. I mean, if you get it the way we got it, I don't I don't wish that for nobody. I mean, everybody says they had such a mild case and ours was just so extreme. Yeah. Oh, I think it was a God thing. I, I really do. Yeah. It's kind of weird. You know, like I said, I knew he told me a long time ago I was going to go down a hole and um at the time I didn't really get a lot of like hope of like, Hey, it's going to be better though. You know, right. like you just kind of know you're going down it and, um, you don't know what's going to really come of it. Right. And you know, but to see where the plan ends up, you know, it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty beautiful thing. Yeah. It's been worth it. Definitely. All right. Should we wrap this up then? Yeah. I think that was good. Uh, that yeah. Was, that I was look a good... forward to doing another one. I like this. You well, really the next one you're going to have to pay me. So, I'm going to have him you. You have to contact my agent and oh see if we God. can schedule some time, you know, right. here in this shoot fancy me. studio me. you have here. Did you? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we are in my uh, <laughs> our walk-in closet. Just in yeah, there. this is fancy. It is fancy. I didn't even get a chair or water or anything. <laughs> so just so you know, if you come to do a podcast with her, you're going to lay in a closet. Yeah. And you're not going to get water or a chair. No, you're not. And you're going to see all my clothes hanging everywhere. Yeah. Bobby has like a tiny portion of that. The is closet. so. Actually, this, this, this closet is so depressing. You have <laughs> more than half of it. More? No, I have like 90% of it. And I got a couple shirts. Yeah. That's okay. I'm high speed, low drag. So. Yeah, you're pretty low maintenance. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up this uh, fancy date night. Yeah. Thanks for being on here, baby. Yep. I'm Look glad I was able to. Having you on again. I look forward to it. Thanks, babe.